You're listening to The Real King with Joe and Heidi King. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't already, would you please take a moment to leave us a review on whichever platform you listen on? It would help us so much to spread the word. Today, we have our second installment of The Faith Chronicles. If you haven't picked up on it by now, we have no desire to put on an act. And we believe that these types of conversations are so necessary to have with fellow believers. On the way here, mm-hmm. we were listening to a teaching from Randy Clark, and he said something really significant. He said, uh, in his years of experience, um, seeing miracle after miracle, he said, his faith has not changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's What's got him to the point where he can see these miracles and these things happen and these great signs and wonders is that the faithfulness of God showing up has not changed. Mm-hmm. So he said it's not even really that, you know, his faith has necessarily gotten bigger, but the consistency of God showing up. Yeah. To back up his word, his his is not changed. He's always showed up, right? And I I feel as the body of Christ, we spend so much time uh, looking for some sort of supplement that we can take and swallow down with some water that's going to, you know, magically expand our faith and our mind and our heart and our stomach and our spirit, man. But maybe. Sometimes it's just taking inventory of how many times God's shown up and being able to apply the fact that he doesn't not show up to the situation Mm -hmm. and then build your faith on that. Do you know, I heard something recently and it goes along the same line, but it was someone talking about how people read the Bible and because we're human, we're very self-centered Yeah. Right. And so they read these stories about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Noah, Moses, King David, Solomon. And they read the Bible and those stories as if it applies directly to them. Right. They're the Daniel and the lion's den. When in reality, all of those are foreshadow, a foreshadow of Christ, Mm -hmm. not us, but Christ. They're all prophetic. Right. But because people people have such a hard time and haven't actually reconditioned or renewed their mind and their heart to orient Christ at the center, they're still the center. I think that, you know, it says we're, we're called to do these things and greater things, but it's all to further the kingdom. But people have so long inserted themselves as the protagonist in every story of the Bible and every lesson that God gives us, but humans are inconsistent. We constantly make compromises throughout life. And then that's what we come to expect. So a lot of people, they read the Bible as this fantasy with themselves at the center of every story. They know how inconsistent, even subconsciously, right? They know how inconsistent and fallible they are. Mm-hmm. And then when God, in all of his, you know, provision and consistency and greatness shows up and doesn't fail, time and time again, they're like surprised by that. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's that change in perspective that I think people need. You, when you read a a story, and if, if you take like the, um, like the anagogical translation where it's the power of God alive in his word today for life mm-hmm. application, which is one of the ways that you should translate scripture. Right. Um, you would also have to align yourself. You know, Daniel in lion's den, he, he was, he was literally making a choice. Like I could be a martyr right here. Mm hmm. Like, this could kill me, you know? It's not like, oh, man, my my debit card has declined at Walmart. I'm, 
up against such giants right now. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, we were we were actually just we were just talking. So in First Samuel seventeen, <laughs> in twenty two, it says David left his packages in the care of the baggage keeper and ran into the ranks and came and greeted his brothers. As they talked, behold, Goliath, the champion Philistine of Gath, came forth from the Philistine ranks and spoke the same words as before, and David heard him. And all of the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him terrified. And the Israelites said, Have you seen this man? Who has come out, surely he has come out to defy Israel. And the man who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free from taxes and service in Israel. And David said to the men standing by him, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is un- who is this uncircumcised? David's like, wait, what? What do I get if I kill him? Like, we, we think about these stories, and we don't take the context. Like, there was a part of David right there was like, my dad's house. Like, we'll never have to pay taxes again if I mm-hmm. kill this. He had already been through some stuff. But when, but this, when we were talking today, and we were listening to a, a minister talking about this story, it it started hitting home to me. Like there was like an element of the flesh there. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh man, like sometimes we slay giants and, and in our Christian social circles, we talk about it like, Oh, we're, you know, advancing the kingdom. But if you don't get something out of it, you're there, it's all going to be short lived, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's interesting to me that, this kid who was anointed king, who was still tending sheep, when he gets the opportunity to step up to this task, he's like, wait, what What does the guy get? <laughs> like, if you kill him, your family's tax-free, and you get, to, you get the hot chick, you get to marry the daughter out of this. <laughs> you know? The hot chick. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's like, it's it's funny to me. And like his brother, Eliab or Eliab or however you want to say it, his oldest brother, heard what he said to the men and he got angry. And he like told him to shut up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like if you read the story. And like then, he was like, shut up, play yeah. cool. And like everything that that led up to the slaying of Goliath, then they're like, well, if you're going to do this, you got to wear the king's armor which didn't fit and he ended up leaving behind anyway mm-hmm. i don't know i i apply scripture literally in a lot of places in my life but i've lived through some stuff mm-hmm. you know so for me um life application of scripture but i'm not going to go out and like spend all our money on scratch off lottery tickets and trips to a casino and then say God makes all things together for love. the good. <laughs> yeah. Nobody ever says Nobody, to love him or yeah. called according to his purpose or for him who he pre preordained in his mother's womb. Where's the address of that verse? If God makes all things together for the good of those who are called according to his purpose and love him, people that he knew before you in your mother's womb, how does he make it to the good? He uses that skill set that mm-hmm. he foreordained in you. So now all of a sudden when when things hit the fan, like and it doesn't look good, mm-hmm. you've already been equipped. Like he doesn't allow you to be tempted past what he's already given you provision for. Now you just have to have uh, self-control and discipline. Mm-hmm. And then you have to activate the scripture in your life you and you have it? to manifest it. That's right. right. Eight Romans eight twenty eight. God, you're so good. <laughs> I know. No, I'm I'm like really excited about that. <laughs> I know. I you're never so can good. remember addresses. Uh Romans eight twenty eight. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according 
to his purpose. And keep reading. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Mm-hmm. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called, whom he called, these he also justified, and whom he justified, these he also glorified. Yeah. So he'll make it work together for the good, mm-hmm. and you'll be glorified in it, but you still have to use that that natural ability that he created in you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a Calvinist, so I don't believe like you're just pre destined to to go into heaven. Well, no, because you know. what what's the purpose of free will if that right. was the case? Right. God gave you free will. You can decide to either worship and and choose Him, or you can decide to live your own life. Right. It's those that start to live their own life and then start to blame God for and everything and anything. That honestly, that's a a pet peeve of mine. It, it bothers me mm-hmm. because yeah. when you make all of these decisions based on your own fleshly desires and wants and needs and, and all that stuff. And then when and things don't work out, you're like, Oh yeah. God, why have you done this to me? No, you just made your own mess. Yeah. Not everything is spiritual warfare. Like sometimes you rearrange your living room or you get new furniture and your pinky toe finds it. Like, that's not spiritual warfare. Not everything is an attack <laughs> <Yeah>. on you. <laughs> like, you step your toe, God dang you, devil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is just a trick of the devil. <laughs> Steal my morning so, from me. Sometimes things if, just if you feel like you're, if you're, if you're Daniel in the lion's den because you, you, you know, were careless with your mo- money or you, um, you didn't finish school or whatever the things that you hold yourself to. Uh, as far as your confidence on the on, on the worldly front, mm-hmm. that's not that's not. I think it applicable, the f- right? I think the point I was making is um, that people can slip into this place of being more devoted to the fantasy of them overcoming something, yeah, yeah. because they're always the center of every story, yeah, rather than expect waiting and expecting for God to show up, yeah. And for God to be glorified in it, not them. We we would go to these mm-hmm. events and like these, um, I don't know, the, like Christian things, you know, conferences. concerts, conferences, mm-hmm. uh, um, workshops where you learn to do things or step out in faith. And I would always like, man, like there a would, Todd White thing. Yeah, there would yeah. be so many of these ministers that were you know they were very anointed and and so much fun to go and every time they would you know have like an altar call or something you know i'd i'd get into the the position like this is going to be it like today's my day uh god do something and like it wouldn't happen um more often than not the people would get to where I was standing in the line and smile at me and nod and then go to the next person. And I would get so frustrated because I was making that. I was I was doing that where I was making myself the center of what was mm-hmm. going on. This is going to be it. This is where God was going to shine and then my life was going to change from this moment forward. And I got really discouraged. And I was like, ah, maybe I just won't go to this stuff anymore. And I felt like God spoke to me like, you're looking for something significant through somebody that's being led by me instead of you being led by me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm supposed to be a carrier of that anointing. Right. I'm supposed to be one that does these attesting signs. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, if I would have gotten gotten a a touch from God through one of those events, Mm -hmm. I would have been a event seeker. Yeah. And you would have thought like it, it 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 would have have came from the man. Like you would have, well, I would have put them on a pedestal. Like they, they steward this anointing and fall. I could only be that. And then I would have been a seeker because that wears off quickly. I would have been a seeker of the next event. And God called me 
to go into places where a lot of people don't have access. Mm -hmm. I'm in a lot of homes. It gets pretty personal sometimes. And I have to be able to be instant with the same thing that they have 5,000 people drive themselves to the event center and pay tickets. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of those, we pay like hundreds of dollars to go, you know, for the weekend plus get a hotel. And now God wants to work in that same manner in some widowed lady's living room. Right. Well, I think it comes down to the difference between a quick hit, right? Yeah. And a, it's honestly, some of it is just based on brain chemistry and yeah. a dopamine thing where people convince themselves that it's the event, right? It, yeah. it stirs up everything spiritually and yeah. physiologically that it convinces people that that's the source. They have to seek that out. But kind of what you guys were talking about in the in the 2022 in review that you have to seek that depth in relationship right yeah the the discipleship yeah there's no it's not a magic pill even even what you were just saying with like the the dopamine dumps and all that and you get those highs and lows and Mm -hmm. that's part of it and the other part is sacrifice like you're you're a living sacrifice so in order to get to those those situations those depths you have to you have to do something you have to step out in faith you you're you're trusting that god's going to show up mm-hmm. with with driving myself to a, a auditorium filled with 3000 christian people expecting it's pretty easy to expect god's going to show up yeah if i'm in the the parking lot of the local Walmart mm-hmm. and there's somebody limping around that may or may not have any background in faith. I have to discipline myself. Hearing mm-hmm. the voice of God is a discipline because sometimes mm-hmm. you have to be quiet. Sometimes you have to, to not do what everybody else is doing. Sometimes you have to spend that morning in the word of God you know, preparing yourself, preparing the ground, you know, and planting that seed so that later it can manifest. Do you know what I think it it can be classified as? Is like you can either be a hem of the garment Christian where you're grasping at the hem of his garment amongst a crowd, a multitude, or you can choose to be the disciple who walks with him, eats with him, mm-hmm. communes with him on a daily basis, mm-hmm. supports, and has a true depth in relationship not like a hello and goodbye yeah. uh, you know yeah. could you imagine we we totally have our mother is that mother when when you when you look at um um the two brothers where their mother came to jesus it's like can my kids sit at your right and your left hand? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. Can they cr- bear the cross that I bear? Are, are they are they down for this? Right? Mm-hmm. And you look at being even the disciple. You know, there was the 77 that came back and said, Lord, even the, even the demons tremble on our voice. Uh, there was the original 12, but there was only three that consistently were pulled you know they were mm-hmm. they were taken into the room where the dead girl was raised they were taken to the mount of transfiguration and that was those three mm-hmm. you know so even even when you get to that place of being a disciple there's still a deeper place to be so i have a question i'll pose to each of you i'll start with heidi in your day-to-day walk knowing what you know now what do you do on a daily basis? Because that's the consistency piece, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you can have these firecracker type of situations where it's a quick hit and you go every six months, right? And you have this dynamite experience. Mm-hmm. But it really comes with, as with anything, the conditioning and the daily practice, right? So what do you do today in your daily walk? that makes you feel the closest to God? That's kind of a loaded question because mm-hmm. I was the event seeker. Right, we both were uh-huh. as kids. I yeah. always had to, what do you look at me like that? Because I couldn't get you to go to events As teenagers, we well, went to acquire the maybe fire. I re- and... Maybe I rephrase that. I was the one that was always looking for the biggest flame. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. was like, we gotta go to this event. And Joe's like, no, like 
we need to like just be daily with God. And I'm like, nope, nope. This one's like gonna a be transformation. This one's gonna be it. You have kind of a Christian like that walk with Jesus is hard because you you get in this thing where you think the moment that you have like the first like encounter with God that it's just going to be this magic pill and you're going to be absolutely on fire and perfect and and things like you're going to take down those mountains like Mm -hmm. you have this like major like gush of like something incredible happening and all those here's the thing though all those things are important yeah. We, yeah, you can't take those things away. No, because you wouldn't respect what they are or where you are now mm-hmm. without those things. Right. Yeah, and it, you you get this mindset like this is it. Yes. This it's an expectation that yes. this is going to change the rest of my life, and it does. Yes. But just not in the way that you think. Exactly. You think it's going to be a one and done. Exactly. Like bang, flash in the pan, and it's yep. gone. Yep. Um, it comes down to a grind, right? Yeah. Well, There's yeah, a bit of a to, grind in well, a daily walk. Because every one of those events, though, you you sometimes, you, I would have two situations. I would leave on fire. Like, right. I am loving everyone. I'm loving life. I, I, I love- just had a flashback to when we left Acquire the Fire and I accosted the gas station attendant and was like, she was like, how are you tonight? And I was like, I'm on fire for God. That's right. <laughs> Those moments. God takes so much for you to step out like that yeah. too. I was like 16. Those yeah. moments are so, they're needed. Yeah. So every, and honestly, probably the majority of believers, they that's probably how they started. Yeah. Like, cause you really, really need those, but you don't stop there. And right. I think that's where the piece comes into play with me is I would go to all these events and things would happen and I would love it. And that, but then you know how like you need oh you always need more. Mm-hmm. So well, all of a sudden we would start to go to so many events and they were always great. But then all of a sudden God was starting to be like, "There's more." I'm advancing you now. Mm-hmm. You're done with the milk. Yeah, like it's time to start to get some sustenance there and do it for yourself. And in those moments are where you start to leave those those events and you're like, they didn't they didn't walk up to me and I didn't slay in the spirit or, right. or I, I feel, I feel empty by mm-hmm. leaving this event now. But that, that person was really normal. Yeah. Or when you hold, when you hold man up on a pedestal like that, the unfortunate part is the second, like you would see like a behind the scenes, which right. fortunately or unfortunately, all those things are starting to come out now because right. with all these TikToks and these movies mm-hmm. and we just experienced a little bit of that last night with one of the, uh, songwriters that we like a certain song to and then we would see like certain TikToks and we'd be like oh because once you see like a person that you kind of like put in really high regard like that Mm -hmm. it all like naturally it takes them down and that's where we should change too is because we need to realize God takes the he he takes the the lowest and he he puts them up so you can see him in it so like yeah if he used yeah. if he used like the perfect person with the perfect mind and the perfect lifestyle, um, you wouldn't see him in it because they wouldn't really need God. Right. Right. And how does God? And he, he, Joe couldn't have said it better because the reason that you can't put these people up like that is because it's God working through them. Mm-hmm. It's not them. So God wouldn't be able to be seen if they were these just like amazing people and they're, they're every, a, every they might minute. be a finger they right. might be a toe but they're just another functioning part of the body and they're mm-hmm. all vital and well, we we take it as if they're a different body a different entity altogether and they're right. not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um one of the things that i would struggle so hard with was like self-forgiveness mm-hmm. because you go to something you you have an opportunity you you step out in something amazing things happen and two days later you still say the wrong word when you slam your finger in the door Mm -hmm. and now you're like full of all this self-condemnation right and you backset yourself you know five steps forward 20 steps back Mm -hmm. because now all of a sudden you're you're unworthy and all this stuff and God's well, humans already, have a tendency to wallow a bit, you know, yeah. when they when they fall down. Yeah. You know, when you get those serotonin dumps, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just easier when it's a, a sad case instead of trying to get joy. Well, and there's pride mm-hmm. that sets in. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. just had a conversation today about how crazy and intense pride is, because there was even a moment where me and Joe had a little scuffle 
this week. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Joe was giving me an olive branch, and I knew he was because I made a comment earlier that I wanted an apple pie. Because I listened to my I wife. was craving apple pie. Like a McDonald's apple pie? No. No, like, oh, a, like, like a, a pie. real pie. Like an actual Dutch pie. apple. Yeah. And so. <laughs> I did not expect you to say that. I was like, man. And so this was earlier. This was before our little disagreement. Mm-hmm. So then we have this disagreement, and then that later that night, he went into a store and came out with a pie. And popcorn. And we still weren't really... like a peace offering. We still weren't really talking. (laughs) And when I was eating the... And he didn't even tell me, oh, humans are so stupid. So he didn't even (laughs) tell me that he got the pie. Right. She was just eating garbage. (laughs) Like, she she was eating all this food that normally she wouldn't eat. And I'm just sitting there like, you got a whole pie. He didn't... Because he didn't tell me he got the pie. So all of a sudden, I see the pie on the counter. There's a metaphor here. And I was like... She's like all full of of garbage in food. my in my brain. So this is all no room for dessert. This is all inner dialogue between each of us. <laughs> monologue, yeah. the, monologue. There's like we're not speaking. It's like all these things I'm saying were like in our brains. Yeah. Okay. So I see the pie and I'm like, sweet pie, and I'm not too proud. I'm gonna eat that pie. I made her carry the ice cream in. I didn't. I don't know. That went with the pie. <laughs> So I get the pie, mm-hmm. and I'm eating the pie, and all of a sudden I get a thought, thank him for the pie. But then I got another thought that said, he's not even talking to you. He's not going to receive it by you thanking him for the pie. He's not going to say anything back to you. Mm-hmm. You're going to look stupid because you're going to say thanks for the pie, and he's not going to say anything, and then that's going to make you mad again. And so I'm sitting there eating pie, but I'm having a full... <laughs> conversation with myself Mm -hmm. in my head but so what ended up and this is what i'm trying to show you this is pride Mm -hmm. this is pride right there because if and and how tiny how minute is that thing to tell a man that you love thank you for the apple pie right and that's the kind of little tiny seeds that pride can get in Mm -hmm. because and i chose thankfully conquered pride right there in that particular moment Mm -hmm. and i said thank you for the apple pie did he respond nope but it's okay (laughs) because it's those moments right there though where people can't ever just lay it down Mm -hmm. they they can't ever just lay it down i gave you a head nod i I went i gave you a head nod (laughs) you gave the head nod um do you know what's funny is as you're telling the story all I can think of is how often is that us and God brought us the pie. It's literally yeah. sitting there. All we have to do is turn our head away from whatever distraction is in front of us, yeah. whatever junk food, right? Yep. And look to the left or the right and realize, oh, he actually gave me exactly what I asked for. As a gift. Yeah. As sitting a gift, there. right? And I've been so caught up in myself yeah. that I didn't even realize isn't yeah. that funny? Well, so, the, the faces of pride are funny. Like you have mm-hmm. this opinion of yourself that you feel you need to look a certain way to everybody. Back to that main mm-hmm. question on the yeah, what do you the do daily? Mm-hmm. I've learned to fan the flame. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have finally what what mechanisms up on. do you do? And so that's that just daily relationship with him so the second and my husband has helped me with this the second I op- I'm a mom and I work full-time and we homeschool the kids and we run the business and so for me you have no free time is what it's that like, like yeah. and it's unfortunate to even say that honestly but mm-hmm. when I would first wake up un- unfortunately just until you know a little bit ago that wasn't like the very first thing on my mind the, mm-hmm. the very first thing on my mind was like get them up get everybody up get to work mm-hmm. like sign in you know, yep. make a smoothie. Yeah. And then, and then, I, so I would still get into the Bible every day, but it wouldn't be like the the very first mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And so for Joe, the Lord really convicted him with that. And me and Joe are one. And so I was like, I got to get on board with this. And so what I've been doing is the very second that I open my eyeballs, I read the word. You know, can I, sorry, yeah. I know you're on a thing right now, but it sticks out to me so much that what you just said, I knew that I had to get on board with him. There are so many women. Oh, 
Okay. Well, women, we've, we've, women. we've been comp- Hold competitive. On. competitive. Yeah, yeah. I can't even say it. Hold on. Speaking in tongues. But, but there are so many women who pray for their man, their husband to have a hunger for God. And then when he shows up with a hunger for God, they do not get on board. Yeah. They continue to prioritize the kids lunches and the this, that, and the other thing in the morning and that you have to get on board. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's important. So I just wanted to highlight that because if you are praying for your partner to have a supernatural hunger and thirst for God and they exhibit that. Oh yeah. And you don't get on board with them. There's going to come a submission point. Come on. (laughs) We've gotten kind of ridiculous. Like this morning I had on a, a, teacher on on youtube that i was listening to and we ended up listening because there was like things that we prophesied in church yesterday in service Mm -hmm. and their service was going on at the same time in another state at the same time our service was fire by the way well and their prophecies were pretty much the same word they were extremely similar so then we're sitting there and we're listening to this and when we when we watch somebody or listen to somebody, it doesn't matter if this was if it was filmed fifteen years ago. If they say raise your hands and receive or mm-hmm. pray, we do it absolutely. Um, we ended up holding hands and prophesying over each other this morning. Oh, that's romantic. Well, and there's romance it's in that. It, it's really necessary because we come from a place where we wouldn't pray out loud in front of each other. Mm-hmm. We now we read the Bible together. If if I'm driving and I'm like, hey, this scripture just came to me, she pulls it up and reads it out loud, the whole car has to listen. Mm-hmm. You know? There's there's different things that have changed. We've learned to forgive ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's, like, huge. That was one of the hardest. Oh, man. Like, we'd hold ourselves in contempt for weeks, and, and we'd go backwards and miss opportunity to share with people. It would get so bad where I would even look in the mirror and I'd be like, I wish they could see your face right now. You suck, you suck, you suck, you suck. She was talking about herself. An FYI. Yeah. That was her POV, Mm -hmm. not mine. It's tough. Forgiving yourself is very, very difficult. What's interesting, though, is a lot of people experience in their relationship, they're like, they're mad at themselves. But if their partner Mm. says, exhibits the same frustration or contempt, towards their behavior then the fight continues oh yeah that's poking <laughs> like, only how god can judge yeah, me that's yeah that's poking the bear right there <laughs> so you you spend time in the word first thing yeah okay so what i was going to say about that is yeah. you have to retrain yourself yeah because every, you have to build I, in time i literally would open my eyes and my it was like muscle memory my it was like my hands would immediately go to like checking email mm-hmm yeah. And I would I would literally have to stop myself and I'd have to exit out of that and I'd be like, yeah. no, nope, terrible for your brain. I'm going to do this. And I yeah. and I would go into the word. There's you have a, to find your way through the red dots. There's a chemical component in your brain where so our phones are a big source of dopamine. And that's why you have like infinite scroll and things like that, because you're just constantly getting this mm-hmm. stimulation. Yeah. Stimulation. Yeah. And caffeine coffee in the morning mm-hmm. is another one so there's a thing in your brain with your neuro a neurochemical component that whatever you get your first dopamine hit of the day from your brain knows it learns that mm. and it will it sets the tone for the day mm. and it will seek that thing out okay yeah. i love all of this though because mm-hmm. by changing that to scripture yep your your brain is now going to start craving it. Cra- li- li- okay, so the whole water thing. I hated water. Mm-hmm. Never drank water. I was like a Diet Coke all the way, yep. all the time. And I had, and my, I go to my doctor, and the, I mean, this was like four years ago now. Right. I go to my doctor and she was like, drink water. And I was like, you don't understand. <laughs> like I don't. It tastes. I gross. don't enjoy the taste of it. It tastes like nothing. 
Like, I feel like I'm drinking air. This is not good. Well, I was with air with chlorine in it. I was starting to get like heart palpitations over it. Like she's like, you need to have water. You are water. dehydrated, ma'am. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And she was like, can I tell you a secret? If you start drinking it, you're gonna start craving it. And I was like, yeah. I don't believe you at all. I told all. you the same thing. You right? did. Yeah. I was like, I don't believe that at all. She always needs a second opinion. I need like a third, fourth, fifth opinion all the time. <laughs> this is absolutely true of you. And yeah. so I started doing it. And over like a year time frame, I craved yeah. water. Yeah. It's crazy. You really can train your brain and your body to honest, do what you honest, want. You and, and you've convinced yourself that you can't. And this is, comes down to scripturally right. as well. Like if you want to be more spiritual... Mm-hmm. Start doing things that are specifically targeting spiritual things, and your body's going to come in line with it eventually. I've done this with whole foods, right? Like foods that I know are going to nourish my body. Same thing. You and I have talked about this. Like tomatoes, for example. Mm -hmm. I didn't eat for how many years? Right. And I had to literally... I mean, these are... We're bringing this up because it's a practical application that Mm -hmm. people can make the connection. It's the exact same approach. You're, You're the... You're the average of your your social group, mm-hmm. right? So, um, a wealthy person once told me, "Well, you need to hang around with more wealthy people because you're the average of your social group." And wealthy people, I've had a lot of wealthy people around me. I'm working in the medical field. Yeah, it doesn't make you good with money. Mm-mm. It doesn't, and no. it also there's just it it does not solve your problems. No, no, not it at compounds all. them in many ways. If you're a steward biblically of it then you'll do well but the the crazy thing is is when we lack in spiritual growth or we feel like we're missing something or we we want what people have we have to we have to rub elbows with those people Mm -hmm. um the idea of sitting uh in a congregation and saying lord call me out yeah lord give me a word he he People could do that harder to blend in, right? Well, no, he he could do that. He could put your mm-hmm. your name or face on somebody's heart, and they could call you out, and you'd get that inspiration for a moment. Yep. But then he'll have to do it again and again yeah. and again until your feet move from in front of your seat, and you you die to the flesh and lay yourself out at that altar and say, "All right, I surrender all." You're not going to get those. You're not going to get those long lasting intimate moments with mm-hmm. God where he changes you. So when it comes to your social groups or your spiritual social setting, if you see something, then you put yourself in that position. We were doing the right thing by getting to those conferences mm-hmm. to see how God was manufacturing that to, to give it to people. But the most important thing wasn't to try and get some sort of impartation without any kind of, discipleship or covenant relationship the important thing is to to get ourselves into a community of that yeah Mm -hmm. and if my community is five people doing really well spiritually and three that are not i'll be the i'll be the average of that right but that what I learned from the ones that do well is going to rub off on me and I'm going to come to a higher seat and then I'm right. going to impart that to the ones in the lower seat and we're going to constantly be bringing everybody with us. People that really understand the importance of community, hear me out, CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah, people, you're pushing each other all the time. People get involved in CrossFit. It, I read a post one day. I'm not trying to slander anybody that's into CrossFit, but I read a post one day that was like, what... What isn't a cult but feels like one? And one was Jeep owners, which yeah, I we're can all Jeep owners. Attest to that. And the other is one of the main ones that people mentioned was CrossFit. Yeah, I haven't done it, but it's because they've built a community around it, and they yeah. all have this same goal, mm-hmm. and they hype each other up. Mm-hmm. And like, if you don't show up, like five people are calling you. Yeah. Are they, you sick? they know you by name. That's yeah. nice too, because there's accountability there. Right. Yeah. They spot you. Oh, they God. cheer you on. We just made a crossfitter here. <laughs> it's it's yeah. the day after New Year's too. She's gonna sign up. 
watch. She'll be flipping tractor tires before you know it. I'm okay with that. But one thing, <laughs> so one thing that's changed with us is, again, don't stop. If you're currently in that event going stage, don't stop. No, go. Go, 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 go. So we are not. Just know that there's more. There's more. Beyond it. So mm-hmm. the, the thing is, is when you, if you truly want to be a, like a, a follower of Christ, you have now signed up to be a lifetime learner. Yeah. It, it never stops. You're yes. never going to get to a point where you got it. Yes. Where you know it all. You're a lifetime mm-hmm. learner. And all that changes is the advancements in your learning. Yeah. Right. And just when you think you're getting it, God is so bilingual, he'll change his language with you. Mm. And now you'll have to learn, learn a new more. dialect. Mm-hmm. You know, you like if God operates today uh, by dropping manna from heaven um, tomorrow, he he might have ravens bringing meat. Mm-hmm, we we mm-hmm. we cannot, you can't pigeonhole God because right. he's he's always gonna he's always gonna do something where you have to see him in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you get comfortable in what he's doing, he's not comfortable with that. And so, like getting started with God in that type of relationship, I think you can appreciate the idea of a setup, right, in a social s- circumstance where. Oh, yeah. It's like a friend of a friend, right? And then you have this friend who's a mediator. And a lot of times that's what I equate like a conference speaker to or even like a small group leader or somebody that you admire in the church that's a a leader, a youth pastor, whatever. And they're able to speak into your life and they acquaint you with God. Mm -hmm. That's the important part. Now you're acquaintances. Mm Mm-hmm. But you don't want to continue to maintain a relationship through another person, right? right? Like, Joe, tell Heidi I said hi. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. It's exactly, it's exactly. <laughs> you need to yeah. develop your own relationship with that person. Yeah. And that, and in this case, with God. Yeah. And you don't want to have to go through another person. Right. To hear from him. Well, and how will you ever hear from him if you don't know his voice? You have to learn it. Yeah. Like you have to learn his voice. You have mm-hmm. to learn how he talks and how he talks to you. Yeah. We just even did a when we were praying for each other this morning, we were talking about letting us have ears to hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have ears to hear. If you're never gonna be able to recognize where it's coming from if you don't know his voice. Mm-hmm. Period. So not only did we switch him the very first thing in the morning when our eyes pop open, but I also I've started to treat him as if he was a member of my household. And, right. and and I'm not disrespecting God. I'm not saying like, he's my best friend. Like I'm not being disrespectful mm-hmm. in that. I'm literally, for me, I have to use my, my, my imagination to a certain point for me to continue to have that very, very close connection with him because it's very easy for me to have a close connection with Joe because he's right in front of my face. Right. And it's sometimes hard Mm -hmm. for people to be able to do that with God because you cannot see him. Correct. And so for me, Mm -hmm. I literally will say, good morning, Lord. So -hmm. when I open my eyes, I say, good morning, Lord. Mm -hmm. And then I get into his word. And then as I'm going throughout my day, I talk to him. I'm like, God, right. What, what is this person doing at work? Mm -hmm. Help him, Lord. Yeah. Like, help him, Jesus. Or if something comes up, I'm like, Lord, what do you want me to do about this? Mm-hmm. Or when you misplace something, you know what I mean? You're like, like help I'm, me find I it. try, yeah. I try to create an environment where I'm speaking to him all throughout the day as if he's with me because he's yes. with you. Right. You just can't see him. He's there though. So that yeah. dialogue right there is like a huge game changer. I talk to him mm-hmm. in the shower. I talk to him while I'm getting ready. I talk to him while I'm making dinner. Like I'm I'm having mm-hmm. constant Contact. You want to know what's crazy though is he talks back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, he, and he talks back through like you all of a sudden getting a thought and then that thought I'm like where is that in the Bible? Right? Because God speaks mm-hmm. through his word, yeah. okay? So everything should go back to that. And so then I'll start to dig into the word to see like what he said about that thought that I just had. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this crazy, I'll have like a crazy interaction. And I'll be like, you are talking to me right now in this this moment in, mm-hmm. in on 1-2-2023, you are alive because there's no way that this could be connecting 
right, right now if this wasn't alive. Like you're having mm-hmm. a, a moment with me and write this in this very moment. You know, we were talking recently and I said, it's kind of a hot take, but it is easier for Christians in some cases to assign personhood to an unborn baby mm-hmm. than to God himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that that's profound. Yeah. Right? It's He's not some nebulous mm-hmm. thing. He's like an ever-present yeah. God, and he's with you all day, every day, you know? Yeah. So, Joe, do you have sort of the same... Yeah, I, you know, the... Process, yeah. The thing is, is, is we... I personally, I get really critical of myself, so uh, learning just the small things, like if... If I have the ability to be critical of myself, that means that there's some sort of conviction there, which is not from me. Conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. So learning that when I when I fall short and I I have the ability to realize it, that's that's not that's not me just falling short, but now I've come a long way because now I care. Mm-hmm. So the Holy Spirit is at work there. That's how He and prunes then, you, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then being able to engage the Holy Spirit about things. Mm-hmm. And then I don't stay in a, a a place of regret or sadness very long, and I just move on because God's got things to do, and he's allowing me to come along for the ride. So with me in my day-to-day, I always start with getting into God's Word. Um, I like to keep conversation open all day. I don't just amen it and like, so be it. Uh, I wait for him to speak back. Um, I've learned, man, there's so many so many things that God has shown me and how he speaks and with discernment. You know, my discernment's no longer like, ooh, what's bad going on here? Like I discern a lot of times where I'm supposed to be and who I'm supposed to talk to and who I'm not supposed to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, and how when to use tenderness versus... I'm like, really working on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all are. I think that's familial. Joe is that the truth will set you free. Yeah, well, that first it will make you word, a little upset. That's what it the does, word it, says. It is scripture, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, but in Jude, it also talks about having the discernment of when to have tender mercies on people and when to hit them with a stick. Right, but when, I mean, you're going into people's homes and a lot yeah. of times they're either their guard is very up or it's very down. When you When you come into somebody's personal space Mm -hmm. and you get like this overwhelming feeling of um sadness or suicide or um even even like a a, something gross like a you know a perversion sexual Mm -hmm. perversion or something like that learning that god is allowing your spirit to to kind of feel what they're in yeah and you're picking up on something yeah and and now i've learned that as soon as i have that happen start watching for the door because god's going to open that door and we're going to talk about it can you describe so because that may be a, a really abstract idea for somebody but like you mentioned like suicide for example mm-hmm. so can you walk through like a scenario where that's yeah if you're having a great day and things are going well, and you get in a situation where you're with people or a specific person, and you have some sort of point of contact, and all of a sudden you get this overwhelming urge to do something that's completely out of what your thought process is or how you're feeling, that's a good, that's pretty pretty solid to know that somebody in this room is dealing with something really strong, and you start praying about it. And it could be like, all of a sudden you get a pang in your shoulder, right? Yep. Like all of a sudden you get a pain. That and just it, happened at church just yesterday. Yet, just, so just mm-hmm. yesterday, I we were praying at church and I've had heart palpitate. Like I've, you know, I've, mm-hmm. you know. I've that not, was me, by the way. You called it out. Yeah. Well, not only. So I knew it was, okay. So I've had heart palpitations before. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, not a very uncommon. But when I was praying yesterday at church, they were so 
strong mm-hmm. that for a moment I was like, do I need to sit down? Like, I wasn't quite sure. Like, it took me a minute, like a probably 10 seconds to navigate. Mm-hmm. To realize it wasn't what, your What normal. was going on. And then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit spoke and it was like, this isn't mine. Th- these aren't your heart palpitations. And mm-hmm. so as soon as I recognized and heard that, I went up to the mic and I said, somebody's struggling with heart palpitations. Mm-hmm. And not only was it you, but your mother and then another woman was like, I'm having this. Mm-hmm. And so we just immediately prayed and commanded that to go and just, you know. Yeah, and one woman came up and she said, I felt it leave. Yeah. Oh, really? That's amazing. It is amazing. But that's the, that, so that's what he's talking about. When you're yeah. in a group of people and all of a sudden you get this It's like a notion. Physical feeling. Or it could be a physical feeling. Mm-hmm. And if it's not normal to you. Then it's not, it's not for you. You're supposed to pray for somebody. I, somebody once really recently described like, have you ever, they said, have you ever been in a group of people and all of a sudden get a wave of just despair? And it's like that right there. Yeah. That that could be, that could be either somebody in there that has been contemplating awful things. Mm -hmm. It could also be the underlying tone of that social structure too. Right. So sometimes we can intercede because if people are all tied together through hurt or or things that God didn't put right. on them. Or if God is trying to say, like, this this place isn't for you. Mm-hmm. I've called you higher. Either way, he'll always right? give you an answer. Too. It's, it's, it's that sort of, it could be a nudge internal. It could be a, yeah. as simple as maybe you just all of a sudden get a pain in your toe. Christmas yeah. Sunday, um, we, we were worshiping, and all of a sudden I got a pain, like a sharp cutting in my left calf. That's not normal for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first response was like, ooh. And then I was like, well, that's not normal. I don't have problems with my left leg. And then, <coughs> like, the thought, God's healing legs today mm-hmm. came to mind. And I was like, okay. God's healing legs today. Now, I could have sat down and started to massage my leg and seen if I could get that pain to go away. But because I've practiced the discipline of trying to hear from God, now I, I, I kind of understand. And I'm not always on. Like, there's times where I miss it. Mm-hmm. There's, there's been a lot more times where we step out in faith and say, hey, God's doing this. I just felt this. Nobody says a word. Yeah, that's we go through an entire service, <laughs> and then on the way through the parking lot, somebody comes up, can I talk to you? That was me. And I'm yeah. like, oh, man, God will still take care of it now. But that was like a, a huge step out for you, one, to get out of your place of comfort, and two, that would have been a huge faith builder for the rest of the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Instead of one person getting uh, healed or free from something, it could have been 10. Right. But... You, you, you can't, even if you don't get a response, if you, if you feel something that strong and you know, you'll know in, in the pit of your stomach that it's God, like your mind will, will start running all over the place. Like if you miss this, people are going to think you're crazy. Well, you're, God, who was it? Somebody just said, um, was it you just talking about you, you miss a hundred percent of the opportunities you don't take? Oh, Wayne Gretzky. He said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. When I first stepped out mm-hmm. in the middle of a service, I was so nervous, but I started to get, once you get to a certain point in your walk, the conviction that you feel after not doing an opportunity is worse. Taking that opportunity. Yeah, right? it's not worth it. Mm-mm. And so um, I finally just went up and did it. And I literally was like, I feel like somebody has ankle pain and... I was like, does anybody have an ankle pain? And no one said anything. It was like crickets. And I literally said in front of a church, okay, cool. <laughs> and I went and sat down. <laughs> I would be the opposite. I'd be like, really? Nobody? The person with ankle pain was sitting there going, God, if it's really me, just have them come back and lay hands on me where I'm at. Have them call me by that's name. That's how we act. I th- you know what, though? I think people do 
you we as humans will sit and we'll rationalize it oh and be yeah like, well do i have ankle pain i mean i had a twinge but yeah. like it does it qualify yeah. for somebody else might somebody have else worse. has yeah, worse somebody ankle probably has pain. more ankle pain yeah. than me when you think about us that being like the thing. bride of christ mm-hmm. you know in this in this world that we currently live in um I don't know how dating is now, but I know when I did. I think it's terrible. Yeah, when I did, um, I had to really pursue uh, to try and gain the affections of my significant other, of Heidi. Um, At the point of... Thank you for that clarification. (laughs) At the the point of... Yeah, there wasn't wasn't others. Right. I kind of didn't really date. um, But... Don't with, get off track. <laughs> with us being the bride of Christ, you know, we we want to be pursued. We want you as a woman, they they like you liked it when I showed up with flowers. You liked it when I would call you and talk to you until you fell asleep at night. You liked it if I brought chocolates yeah. or treats. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. Mm-hmm. No, you hang up. <laughs> I can hear you breathing. Oh. Did you fall asleep? No, I'm still here. But we carry those attributes into everything. You know, we want to be pursued. Mm-hmm. We want we want our boss at work to to give us affirmation all the time. And sometimes we'll even take affirmation over financial compensation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Yeah, that is true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We really have this weird approach to affection and when god is affectionate with us with with any any gift um we want to be pursued all the time we want to pr- be pursued but scripture says that we need to seek first his kingdom and his mm-hmm. righteousness so the the somewhere at the point of salvation and being born again things kind of shift to where now all of a sudden the responsibility for us to have spiritual growth is put on our shoulders mm-hmm. and we have to, we have to grow in that. We, he gives us intimacy and a measure of faith. And then from there we have to take it forward. And if we, if we tend to just sit back and wait for something, the next thing to happen to feel fed or to feel like we're an active part of the relationship, we're, we're going to be left unsatisfied. Mm-hmm. If you if you look at a young lady planning a wedding, they get crazy. Mm-hmm. They, like Bridezillas and all these shows that they made. These these. I mean, girls dream about it their whole life, right? Yeah, and and God wants us to dream about it, right? He wants us to pursue and to make everything perfect. Mm-hmm. He's coming back for a bride without spot or wrinkle. Well, we talked about that in one of our recent episodes where it's like, I don't know what people, I mean, I went through this process myself intellectually. I had to sit there and think, okay, but if I go to heaven right now and I grew up in church, but like, if I go to heaven right now, so often people are like, Oh my gosh, when I get to heaven, I'm going to find so-and-so because I miss them so much. And like, they're always like, how are people thinking about heaven? Are you like, are you thinking about the f- running into the arms of Jesus? Cause you've long last been, you know, but if, if I'm a bride planning a wedding, can you explain the bride of Christ thing quick? So can you, we find the scripture quick? When, when I think about being the, the bride of Christ and what I'm doing in preparation for the wedding ceremony, um, I remember when we were planning our wedding, it was a big deal deciding who was going to be at the head table or at what table. Where do you set the person that's going to be elected to give the toast? Mm -hmm. So if Jesus comes back tomorrow, where is he going to find me in my wedding planning? Am I ready? Do I already have places? uh, Have I already uh, established what we're going to do and and? Have I assigned seats? Like, have I sent out invitations? You know what I mean? Who am I talking to about the wedding? 
who am I talking to about their invite to that great day where, where I'm going to be the bride of Christ? You know, that, that idea of being an evangelist or, or sharing your story with people so that they can, they can have that same opportunity. We, we can't, we don't have time to just be pursued. Matthew 25, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Mm. You know, that speaks to the, the, the ones that, that chose their comfort, mm-hmm. and they slumbered and slept, and they just hung out, and then they were not prepared. Um, my day-to-day with, with my relationship with Jesus Christ it takes a lot of self-application and seeking. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm constantly talking to him. Right. You know, I'm constantly asking questions. I'm, I'm trying to keep myself available as much as mm-hmm. possible because I don't, I don't have time to slumber and sleep right now because I, I feel like the day is drawing near. You have urgency. Yeah. I have a huge sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. And your call is evangelism, right? I believe. Yeah. Part of it, yes. Mm-hmm. A, yeah, a big part of it. We, you know, and I'm not saying people, I don't want to say they're they're being slumberful or whatever, but I, I see a lot of people in our own social circles in the church that could be doing more. And then there's I, a lack of urgency. Yeah. yeah. And then I see other ones that only care about their immediate family. And right. then I see other ones that they they're doing things, a lot of things, but they're doing it for self-serving reasons, mm-hmm. like to keep busy. Maybe it's keeping their mind off of anxieties or something like that. But the the thing is is we have to do everything as unto the Lord. Everything we do is a form of worship. In our last podcast, we we discussed some of the things we weren't taking into 2023 mm-hmm. and some of the things we were going to do. And right now, uh, day number two, Feeling we've strong. We've well, <laughs> what's what's amazing is just in the first two days of the year, mm-hmm. we've already had the manifest presence of God multiple times in multiple situations. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and just to hear the testimonies today of things that happened yesterday. Um, it's amazing. And if the year's starting off like that, w- there's, there's nowhere to go but up. Right. You know, God has no issue outdoing himself. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's, it's time to buckle up buttercup. We got, we got That's a right. wild ride this year and I, I'm excited to be along. What's, what's, in the foreseeable future, what is the thing that you guys are looking forward to most incorporating in your day-to-day walk? Uh, fellowship uh, with with anybody and everybody we can to get the the ma, the the, ma, the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel, yeah. The gospel, as we like to call it. <laughs> yeah, that's my gospel. It's my testimony <laughs> wrapped up like a tootsie roll my with a whole lot of scripture that I'll probably. <laughs> 
put the wrong address. Yeah. In Did the you wrong... hear the moss bowl today? Yeah. What's the moss bowl? That's where Joe says the parable of the 12 virgins and it's 10. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm on a roll here today. We also said uh, the sons of Jebedee. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. It's all right. This is, we we warned people that we this were going to be raw isn't, and real. This isn't for yeah. the theologians that, no, that, no. that are going to get stuck on. Yeah. You can quickly change the channel. <laughs> yeah. Denying the power of God because it there doesn't make sense. There are podcasts out there for you if you want that. Yeah, there's a ton of them. The um, we're just for local folks. <laughs> we're real. Um, people that thing. are trying to grow day to day and and they don't feel like... Some of the things are attainable, but maybe through our experience and the simplicity of what we we live like, mm -hmm. it will be attainable. That's right. I think with us, with the faith, um, Romans ten seventeen is what comes to my mind, is faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm just going to continue to dive in as deep as I can possibly get into his word because that's how he speaks to you. So there's many people that really, really struggle right now. And it's just because they have a lack of word. Mm -hmm. I must say, I'm going to eat a lot more Indian food this year. <laughs> I, I, I've you gotten add this on to a the... bunch of different masalas on my birthday. Cause okay. I, I had my 42nd last week yeah. and yeah. I'm feeling good. Yeah. And I must say, that you you just said i must i must say and it, all i heard was namaste oh no <laughs> we're gonna be open to what god's doing yeah in, instant in season and out flexible yes and we're gonna be present mm -hmm. and we're gonna eat a lot of indian food i like it did you have anything else you wanted to add mm -mm. no no all right that's the faith cronies, <laughs> faith cronies. <laughs> part two you so much for joining us today. We pray that you found encouragement through what we've shared. We would be so honored if you would make sure that you're following us. You should also find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at, at the Real King Podcast. That's at T H E Real King Podcast. And don't forget, we put out new episodes every Monday. See you next time. Mm -hmm.